Good evening, savages. Welcome to another episode of Savagely Paranormal. Hi. Good morning, or evening, <laughs> or whatever. Today, we are going to be covering some interesting topics. We have our first topic is going to be mental health effects of a paranormal haunting on a client. And then we're also going to go over the effects of a paranormal haunting on investigators that come in. So, yeah, it should be a. a There's fun effects evening. on us? <laughs> well, sometimes. Sometimes we have residual effects. Well, that last one, we were down for like three days. Yeah. Our last investigation, um, for our Geneva house, it it was uh, it was an interesting week. Yeah, it was after we were all pretty drained and just mentally not Off with kilter. it. We yeah. were just kind of not even a word to describe it. Really, we just weren't ourselves. Some of us, yeah. Some of us were fine. Yeah. Some of us were fine. Yeah. <laughs> the rest of us. Not. I'm I'm always off kilter, so it's kind of hard to tell when I'm affected or not. The rest of us were uh, were just extremely exhausted, kind of like in a dream state for a couple days. Yeah, we were in a daze. It was it was hard. It was rough. It was a rough week. Being not being able to feel anything that you normally feel all the time, mm -hmm. and then on top of that, having to like go through evidence and try to figure out what is going on and how we can close the case, so to speak. Yeah, it was definitely tough. And then you kind of get the residual from the clients. Because you get yeah. their frustration and their anxiety on top of your own. Just kind of keeps piling and piling and piling and you just... A little bit of their obsession, if, yeah. you, if you will. Yeah. yeah. But then also, you know, we, we've, we're starting to prepare for our new case now. Yeah. And I think some of us have had more interesting interesting horrid <laughs> things happen yeah. than the rest of us so it's started having crazy dreams and yeah little shadows out of your peripheral vision and feel like you're being watched all the time constantly feel like somebody's standing right behind you and just staring at you yeah yeah it's, it's... that's normal every day for me so <laughs> I'm always seeing something moving out of the corner of my eyes. True. Some, I think, I feel like right now with the case that we're gearing towards now, it's the feeling of being watched mm -hmm. has gotten a lot worse for me. I'm like, I'm used to feeling like I'm being watched because it happens all the time. But this round of... It's a different kind of feeling watched. Yeah, it's a different kind of feeling. It's not like something is... You don't stop. I, I was trying to. I was trying to increase the creep factor for you. <laughs> it's a different. It's definitely a different feeling of being watched. Like in no, my normal day to day, I feel like there's somebody standing by me, watching me, trying to communicate. But 
now I feel like there's just something like hovering yeah. here. Yeah, there's a comfort level with your normal everyday feeling like somebody's there. This one, there's no comfort level at all. It's yeah. more of a creep factor. Yeah, it, it's just like you feel like there's right, eyes in the dark. <laughs> you know, you feel like there's eyes in the dark corners yeah. just like watching you, trying to size you up so they know what Yeah, we're going to yeah, and do it's like, like how to react to us when once we get to our next location. Yeah, and then I had the feeling to where I wanted to turn around, but in my head, I'm like, no, if I turn around, I'm gonna see this thing, thing. and so no, I'm not gonna turn around. <laughs> but if you guys have any questions, concerns, thoughts, feel free to comment, um, Discord, yep. YouTube, wherever, Facebook. You can message me. I've got my tablet here in case anybody has any questions. Hi, yeah. Tabby. Hi, Kelsey. Yay. We miss you. Jazz hands for Kelsey. <laughs> Jazz hands. Jazz hands. Um, so, like, our next, like, we're moving into, like, now, like, our clients. Like, a normal residual type haunting. There, there are different levels of hauntings. And with each level people experience different effects mm -hmm. on their mental health like a residual a residual haunt they're gonna you know it's gonna be like oh i feel like i'm you know i keep seeing this thing and it's giving me anxiety and it's the same thing over and over and over again and it's, it's kind of like the movie groundhog day where you just yeah, yeah you just repeat over and over and over and, and over. over and over and over loop but then we we move into like an intelligent type haunt that will go out of its way to make you feel uncomfortable not not always just to make well, make sure that you know that they're there which i guess the average person it probably would make them feel uncomfortable we'd just be like hi what do you want right but i mean like that's when you're getting doors opening and shutting more footsteps more voices that you're hearing talk conversations are going on that you can hear and experience you may see things out of your line of vision where you think you see something but you're not entirely sure you look you can't focus on it yeah or it's not there at all things start disappearing and may come back in a new spot yeah and that right there it makes of... you feel like you're losing your mind because right. you're like i set this here yeah I turned around, now it's gone, and now it's in another room, sitting yeah. on a bed. Yeah. I, I hate when they do that with my medication. <laughs> yeah, there should be, like, off-limits. Don't touch this. Right. Like, I don't care if you're here, just don't do my stuff. Right? Yeah. But that's, that's also where it's important to set boundaries, too, for yes. the entities that are in your location. Like, if you're not comfortable... You need to make it known, like, no, you're not allowed to touch me. You're not allowed to harm me. You're not allowed to talk to me. Mm -hmm. You can be here, but I don't want to see you. I don't want to feel you. I don't want to do any right. of that kind of stuff. And most of the time for intelligent hauntings, they just want acknowledgement that mm -hmm. they're there. Yeah. And then they kind of will follow those ground rules, so to speak. Yeah. For the most part, sometimes it depends. It depends, yeah, it depends. on how jerky they are. It depends. Are. If they were a prankster in life, they're going to be one in the afterlife. Right. And it depends like, on if they're benign or malevolent. Right. Yeah. And like, again, we have to give this 
Don't investigate your own house to see what it is. Just make up your mind if you want boundaries and set them if you do. Yeah, that's important. Don't don't investigate your own house because you're opening a whole can of worms. You're shining a big flashlight up into the sky saying, come on. I know you're here. Come interact with me. Yes. And a and lot of people don't realize that like when they have that obsession, like... I'm like, I want to know what's here. I want to know what's in this house. And right. then they start obsessing over things. They're inviting more and more and more things. Yes. And they're opening those portals and doorways for things to. Once you communicate with one, then this one over here says, ooh, they can talk to me there. I'm going to go there. Yep. And then you get that one come over and then you've got one from over here and over here. And while this one from over here may not be very nice, but you know what? He's going to come anyways. Yeah. And you just, just don't do it. If you are concerned or that curious. Contact a professional. Yes. Or as close to a professional as you can get. Yeah. I don't claim to be a professional. Yeah. No, but... Bev says you had to say that, dang it. <laughs> yes, Bev, we're still waiting. Yes. Yes. But if you have a kid who's likely a beacon unknowingly... Then she can set her boundaries. Yes. And she needs she needs to practice and learn how to dim her beacon. Yeah. Even if your child is the beacon you as the parent of the child can set the boundaries for them and they're not old enough to recognize that they are yeah. powerful enough to do that you can be the one that sets the boundaries you can be like no this is my kid you're not allowed to interact with her end of discussion and if you continue on we will forcefully evict you yes and if it's one of um if you have kids who don't live at home, but they come over, that's still your house. So you can set the boundaries for your no. house. No. We're not talking to ourselves. It's a dog. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, well, as long as we don't answer ourselves, we're okay. At least you know you'll get the right answer. Right. Sometimes you get the best advice doing that. Though. Usually, yes. It's better than most advice. <laughs> now, like, poltergeist type activity does not respond to boundaries being set. No. Because it's usually a person yeah. that is triggering that type of activity. Yeah. And, and Because they have abilities case, that they don't understand. And... Yeah. In that case, we usually recommend that they, like... Journal out their feelings, try meditation, meditation, Reiki, other yeah. things to release their emotions, like grounding. Find techniques. a focus. Yes. Learn yoga, focus. meditate. I am not flexible enough for yoga. <laughs> Brian will show you how to do yoga. That will be our next podcast. <laughs> I think I know the tree stance, and that's about it. Maybe downward dog. <laughs> I wouldn't do that around Livy. <laughs> I'd be more afraid of Ruger. Nope, it's Livy. You got to worry about. <laughs> She's gonna show you who's on show. Yeah. <laughs> but now with with a demonic type haunting, we're we're moving in through intelligence into a demonic, which is also an intelligent type haunting, but mm -hmm. a malicious type 
that is where a lot of people have the most mental health effects. Yes. Because, you know, it starts off as oppression and infestation, where it's trying to, so to speak, poke the bear to see which buttons it can push mm-hmm. to figure out what is going to set you off the easiest, give them the most response. And what's going to keep you coming back for more. What you are afraid of, it is going to do because it feeds off of that fear and that unknowing and the uneasiness that you Mm -hmm. have and the anger. The more you fight with other people that you live with, the more you fear what's going on, the worse the activity gets because that's how it builds its strength. Yeah, it gets stronger and stronger and stronger by the turmoil. I'm afraid of being rich. That hasn't worked for me yet. (laughs) But then also you go down, once you go through the different steps, then you become obsessed with it. And at that point, it's pretty much almost as powerful as it's going to be. And then the next step is... bam you're possessed and again just don't don't do it because you're not going to realize these stages as you're going through it you're going to think oh everything's fine it's just a game i'm just playing around and the more you you know the more you call things in the more you communicate with it the more it knows that oh so if i keep talking to this person Mm -hmm. i can manipulate what they're feeling and how they're feeling And the angrier that you're going to get is the more power it's going to have to be able to do worse things. Mm -hmm. Sometimes voices aren't all in your head. Right. Yeah. And then the other side of that, which we kind of got a little bit off topic of how that affects your mental health. When you're going through this demonic entity thing you get severely depressed you get anxious you get violent and you You go angry yeah you you go through these stages and that's part of why you don't realize what's going on is because you start off just thinking oh i'm just feeling a little run down oh i'm a little anxious and then you go into now you're just depressed unexplained mood swings yeah yeah and the more unexplained mood swings you have the stronger and more powerful your entity is becoming Mm -hmm. and eventually it's going to try to influence you to harm yourself harm somebody else and that's when it gets really dangerous yes and the worst it can influence you the easier it is to fully possess you. Yes. Which is not the greatest outcome. <laughs> not what you want. That's not what you want because then we have to call in the priests and that, that, have and this isn't the basis for everything in everybody in the mundane world. It this is what we're talking about is in for like supposed or believed hauntings. Right. We're just general yeah. No, none of us have a PhD in mental health. No, no. But a lot of clients, like, even with just residual type hauntings, they feel like they're going crazy because it's the same activity over and over and over again. It's aloof. Mm-hmm. And they don't understand that the entity that they're experiencing 
can't see them. It doesn't know that you're there. It just does the same thing at a specific time. Sometimes not even at a specific time. It just does the same thing over and over and over again. Like, yeah. your house could have been remodeled a thousand times, and when the entity the entity lived there at some point in time, it had a completely different floor plan. plan. So you're seeing it go through walls and places that aren't there mm-hmm. because the floor plan changed, and it has no idea right. of what is going on currently right. for you, like, in your current, like, layout of the house so bevs asks so the addressing of mental and physical vibes of the living can that activity be feeding off a menopausal lady yes because your hormones and your whole electrical balance in your body is going haywire any the even like preteen yes puberty puberty is the the height of the attraction age for children and spirits yeah like little babies see spirits really easy some smaller children prepubescent and pubescent children have a lot of potential to trigger like poltergeist like activity where things are getting moved and Mm -hmm. doors are getting slammed shut and you hear stuff um but, but then like really really old of... people yeah. also experience yeah but also in the stuff the and... puberty and preteen you also get a lot of intelligent spirits and hauntings because your your body's going through this whole awakening and that includes you know any abilities you may or may not have it's the whole body function is changing and you yeah. are definitely more susceptible. Sometimes the imaginary friend isn't so imaginary. Right? Yeah. That's why I always ask, like, when we go to a client's house, if they have kids, I always ask, do you have a friend that you see mm-hmm. all the time? Because children with imaginary friends, sometimes they're not so imaginary. Right. And sometimes those imaginary friends are not the greatest influence. No. Mm-mm. We've seen that a few times. Yeah. I've seen that a few times where the imaginary friend is influencing the kids to torture a pet or... Mm -hmm. Or the one case I went on where it was influencing the child not to take his daily medication that he needed in order to stay alive. Yeah. And then, like, shadow people are also a concern with children because Mm -hmm. they like to influence kids to do things things to unalive themselves yeah 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 we've seen that a few times yes that ain't a shadow entity (laughs) (laughs) and then on the other side of the whole mental health side not everything is an actual haunting there are a lot of mental illnesses that can mimic a haunting again we're not experts we're just going on what we've learned and what we've seen and heard and read but schizophrenia can give a lot of the same symptoms, so to speak. Yeah. And to where you think you're having a haunting. Yeah. The, it comes with a lot of like auditory and visual hallucinations. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people think that they're being haunted when they're first experiencing their schizophrenia. So mm-hmm. it's really important if you feel like you're haunted that you reach out for help. Yeah. Because it may not be 
that you're haunted. It may just be that you need right. extra psychological help. Right. And there's nothing nothing, nothing to that. be ashamed of with that. But always, you always have to look at... The mundane before yes. the supernatural. Yes. Because as much as we would all love everything to be <laughs> paranormal, but sometimes it just isn't. And, you know... There's other things that may be going on. And it's also important to remember that just because your house is brand new does not mean that you can't be haunted. There there have been a lot of cases that we've gone on that have the house is brand new, just built, and they're still experiencing paranormal activity. Well, that's because... The land's not new. The land's not new. It's been there for thousands of years, obviously. And like we were just people have crossed through all of that land, and who knows what they practiced on it? What doors they could have opened there? You could have been a kid down the street from where you live, opening doorways on your property before your house was built. You don't know. It could have been a burial ground at some point in time. And like we were talking earlier today, when we were talking about. The show that we're not supposed to say for copyright purposes. Yeah. But they bought that house that was... Demon the, house. We're not allowed to say that. It was an entity house. <laughs> entity house. <laughs> um, but then they had the house torn down. Right. Well, okay. You may have solved part of the problem, but you haven't solved the whole problem because it's still there. Still on the land. Yeah. And just because you got rid of the house, the physical structure, doesn't mean that it left at all. No, it just might keep some people from going to see it, but there's still going to be people that flock there just because. And And on a technical account, all land has been technically a burial ground before there were, you know, cemeteries. Yeah. Yeah. Nomadic tribes will bury their dead wherever, so... Mm-hmm. There, there are a lot of nomadic tribes in this area where we live, but there's also, like, you have to remember that Native Americans were never really, like, stationary to one specific area. They traveled... They followed the herds of animals. Yeah. They traveled a lot. hmm So just because they were here at some point and then over there and over there doesn't mean that, you know... They may have marked where they've buried everything. And we have a lot of that, too, in this area where they're, you know, the Underground Railroad came Mm -hmm. through here. So if people were dying, they were just burying them so -hmm. that nobody found out that they were here. Right. And not all of that is documented here. Right. So, yeah, it's uh, unmarked graves are real real problem everywhere so how does this affect you guys mentally when you go in well we have to prepare first of all before we even go yeah we a have lot of to us be do in like meditation right grounding and we, we have to make sure that we have our light and our grounding turned on so that mm-hmm. We're not just bringing things home with us or bringing things into right. a location. And not only that, we have to get, I mean, we don't generally 
see each other every day. We see each other once a week. Yeah. Um, so Sometimes we like to depending. get together beforehand because we need to complete our unit, so to speak. Yeah. We need to get all of our frequencies aligned and yeah. connect with everybody because you're going into... Basically an unknown situation. Right. Yeah. You could be so going there, in for anything. There is the stress that will weigh on you as you go in. It gives you mental strain. You have to physically be capable of doing it. You're going to be walking around a house all night. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You really have to listen. That mental strain causes the stress. It can cause anxiety, like listening to the static off of the 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 spirit box can cause a lot of like mental stress because you're literally listening to white noise and then you hear, For hours. hear glimpses here there of random words that'll pop through. But for the vast majority of it, when you're in the Estes method, it's all just static and that can be very nerve wracking. If you're not prepared for it. Mm -hmm. But then we've also got the compassion fatigue because we go in wanting to help these people yeah. and we, we are all empaths. Yeah. And so we walk in and we feel everything that they're feeling. And then if they have kids, we're picking up what the kids feel and we're picking up double from the parents because we're picking up what they feel for themselves plus what they feel for their kids. Plus, then again, we're picking up the energy from the actual location. So we are just basically vacuum sucking all of this in. Yeah, you're like bombarded as soon as you walk into a location. Like you are starting to pick up different pieces. It's like putting a giant jigsaw puzzle together, trying to filter out what is actually happening versus just the mind games that are going on with the people. Mm -hmm. And trying to like piece it all together into like a perfect little puzzly picture all while this... standing in one of those wind machines where the the stuff spins around and you've got to try to catch it <laughs> you're trying to grab everything that you think is important to put it in a place and then trying to also help the people that you're there for it's sometimes it's easier than others like mm -hmm. sometimes our clients are very like straight to the point like this is exactly what we've experienced and then other times you have clients where like they're like I don't know we've had this happen we've had this happen but they're all over the place like oh yeah that one time five years ago yeah. I heard this noise but that wasn't here but that, that was, was at my other house right so we're, we're it's a lot of trying to puzzle the pieces together so to speak and like filtering out what is important for this location versus like other locations that they may have lived at before that have had experiences at it's yeah. really just a matter of you know like all of this culminating together after an investigation it can actually stick with you for a couple days mm -hmm. yeah which is what we experienced the last time yeah we were at our geneva location we some of us were more affected by it the last time than others yeah and then the other thing too for <laughs> us as a team since you don't know what you're walking into 
you have to be prepared mentally and physically because a what if you're going into the house of a psychopath yeah which is important right to, to remember b what if you are walking into something that could potentially be demonic yeah then you've got to protect yourself but you've also got to protect your team members but because we are the way we are we're also going to want to protect the people who live there yeah so you have to be on guard the whole time you're there that can be and a that's lot exhausting. of yeah it's a lot of strain on the body and on the mind to go into these places and not know exactly what you're going into but like the our intake process so to speak like it's our pretty in, in depth yeah our our interview section where people are telling us like things that they've experienced and what they feel they they're dealing with that gives us a lot of information a lot of really mm-hmm. really good information it is definitely like a window into what we could be walking into versus you know like having somebody call us oh hey i think i'm being haunted i need you now can you come now yeah and then we're like what what are we doing like right what exactly is going on here we don't know because you know they haven't filled out the whole intake paperwork and it's really important if you have a team come in and they have a 50,000 questions for their intake there's a reason for those 50,000 questions fill them out as best to the best of your abilities because that gives them that idea of what they're walking into so glitch asks do you all pray for protection when that happens we have rituals so to speak for lack of a better word um we have little protection either prayers or things that we say before we go in um we all have our different designated protection symbols that we take i have um uh I have a rosary that I have had blessed that I take with me. I have my St. Michael pendant. Um, I have a couple other things that are special to me that I set the intention to protect me. Um, And then when we are done at an investigation, we have a whole thing that we go through. Again, I don't want to use the word ritual, but it's the only one coming to mind. Right. Um, Not like a witchcraft type ritual. We we have our own precautions. Yes. We have a little saying that we say as we're leaving. um, And you guys can speak to what you guys use Right. I have like a fistful of probably more than a fistful of gemstones that I take with me. Yeah. That are good for different go things plus i have a saint michael pendant that i carry in stuffed in with my gemstones and i have a um adventure teen um necklace that i wear at every single investigation i usually wear it all the time but i don't have it on today because it's soaking in salt to cleanse it because it's caught up a lot of extra gunk but, I, don't, I don't do anything. I just go in completely open. Yeah. But, I mean, our team, we always meet before yeah. every single investigation. We usually, like, grab dinner so that we all have a chance to, like, oh. sit down, 
be a team. She's going Wednesday. Grab. Sorry, I was distracted by the dog hobbling up the stairs. <laughs> so we have, like, you know, we all meet for dinner. We all hang out beforehand. We kind of get our vibe in the sink. Yes. Yeah, we we really do. It's really a matter of getting all of our energies in sync, being familiar with everybody's energy that we're working with. Because every day we all put off a different energy yeah. because we all have our own stuff going on yeah. in our day-to-day -day life. And having that time yeah. to like feel each other's energies and just be with each other helps us when we go into a location so that, you know, if I'm feeling april's energy i know that you know it's it's her it's not the entity that's in the house and because we've all synced with everybody's energies like i may not be in the same room as megan but i can feel when she's off yeah yeah it's so we kind of can keep track like, of everybody that way off of yeah. each other like we all like we'll, me. we'll use Kelsey as an yeah. example because there have been times where like she'll be like in the Estes method and like her face will be completely fine and then her energy shifts and then she freaks out. And, and we can just feel we, that energy we just change. Know that something's going on. It doesn't matter like if you're in the same room with her or not. We just know, like when we were at the Geneva house the one time, mm -hmm. she was, I don't want to say jumped, because she wasn't really jumped. She, no. She was affected yeah. by an entity that was there, and I had my back to her, because I was sitting in a closet, and I just felt that there wasn't something, there was something not right. Mm -hmm. And we all just swarmed her, so to speak. Yeah, but it helps to know your teammates. It it helps that now oh. we're all kind of sort of. I don't know. Y'all yeah. have lost me. Well, where, where did he go? We don't worry about you as much, though. <laughs> right. You you handle you your have own your own set stuff. of boundaries that. Things... What boundaries? No, but. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but you have your own set of like protections that you use. Yes, that's kind keep... of what I meant. To that, keep things away from you. Like, when something bothers you, you're like, we I'm going to really poke know, the bear yeah. to find out what it is. We know we don't have to worry about you like that. Like, when, when something bothers Kelsey, we know that it's poking her, and then and we, we need, need to, be... to go poke it back to get it away from her. Yeah. You, that's you a, can. That, that's what I'm there for. Right. You can go off on your own, though, and not be jumped and not, like, have. You can chase the things because they don't chase you. Yeah. Everybody else. They run from you. So they much. don't chase you back. <laughs> Everybody else, not so much. I'm going to poke the bear and find out what it is. Yeah. yeah. But, you know. I mean, while I it like, runs around the house. I like poking the bear sometimes, too. But they like to poke me back. So, I like knowing that y'all got my back if I get poked. Yeah. And it's normally, like. Me and Dowsing Rise, everyone's just like, okay, we're going to follow you yes. because it's going to lead you to where it wants us to go mm -hmm. sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes this it, is the exact freaking opposite depending on what kind right. of entity we're dealing with. 
and then we know when we hit a lull okay it's time to pull out the pendulum because we're bored and nothing's happening nothing's happening let's pull out the the, the spirit box and mm -hmm. all the other goodies and see you know, if we can get it to come back to us or if we have to go and chase it down. Yeah. A lot of times it's us chasing things down. Because mm -hmm. they like to hide. They do. Because they're all big and bad until we come in to figure them out. And they're like, nope. If we have any questions in the YouTube chat, it's going to be kind of hard to know. I know. Producer. He's in the bathroom, I think. No. What's up? Oh. We just wondered if there were any questions because... <laughs> are you guys done with the uh mental health portion yes i think so i think okay. we've pretty much covered it so bev wants to know what resources are available for people who want to find out more information about their home oh so if you want to find out on um, like who has lived on your property died on your property that sort of thing Definitely check the Historical Society, and they will be able to pull out all of the records mm -hmm. from everything that has ever been and anybody that has ever lived <laughs> on your land. Um, you can usually find stuff online, too. There are... The newer things. Yeah, there are... Tons and tons and tons of land maps you can find going way back in history. Yeah. There's um, a native-land.ca will tell you what tribes have lived mm -hmm. in your area. Is something that I use a lot to figure out. I would think you'd be able to find some information about your house through public records. You too. can. You yeah. can on the, the I think it's the auditor's website. You can find out previous owners of the land the genealogy department at um morley library okay in our area that's not for everybody but sometimes like the library the librarians will be able to help you find information and that's a good thing too because if you guys contact us to investigate your house that's we do a we lot do. of the legwork for you yeah a lot of the legwork. <laughs> it's a lot of research. It is. Takes lots and lots of hours. Yeah. And guess what? We do it all for free. Yeah. But we go to a lot of like out of the box kind of places to do research too. Mm -hmm. Like different historical societies will have different stuff and not every single historical society or every single auditor's page will have all of the information that you need. So sometimes, depending on if the land maps have changed and, like, they've changed counties or whatnot, like, your property has changed in different places, you would have to go to other right. resources. And a lot of it's taking one map and putting the other map over it and then the other map it. over it. And then you've still got to figure out where exactly on this map you are now versus back then. Yeah. That's fun. Always fun. Always sometimes. Mm -hmm. yeah. Bev says it's not that easy. Property was in Joggy County long ago. Most records are lost. Any other places people can go? Mm -hmm. I would say probably the courthouse. 
Well, if that's the records that got lost. Wasn't there some big fire that destroyed a lot of that stuff? I don't remember what county it was, but there was a fire that destroyed a lot of that kind of stuff. There is um, different newspapers might be able to pull stuff. Yeah, and there's a couple websites I found. Possibly. There's a couple websites I found. Um, I will see if I can find them again and post the links to them because they are really good resources from way back that you can put in the parcel number or because the address may not be the same, but the parcel number is at least going to be somewhat, somewhat consistent. Yeah. Um, so if I can find those, I will post them. We should be able to find something somewhere. If it was Geauga County, then we should be able to go through some of the different resources for Geauga County to find something on the property. There has to be records of it somewhere. Yeah, but if it's one of the ones that was in that fire, they pretty much were gone. Yeah. But we should be able to find at least before and after and then piece by piece put it back together together yeah well we might have to look through like the auditor's records and Mm -hmm. stuff because those would be different than like the census and Mm -hmm. stuff like that so like just because some of the records were lost doesn't mean that everything was lost right and sometimes you know you may have to go to like the census bureaus to to find out, well, so-and-so said they lived at this location right. back in 1942, even though there's nothing listed for who owned that property because right. the records were lost. So, um, and then, too, there is a lot of stuff that gets stored in government databases, even yeah. though Geauga might not have them in theirs you can kind of backdoor your way around through there sometimes yeah sometimes some of the bigger libraries like the congressional libraries and stuff have copies of the county records and Mm -hmm. stuff so we might still be able to find it maybe hopefully yeah but that's something that our team can help you research for just take a little more legwork but it it's got to be out there somewhere and there's probably a time frame missing but if we get enough around it we can piece it back together kind of sort of we might not get everything but we'll get enough to give us an idea of yeah who has lived and died on the property and yeah stuff like that what kind of fires there were which i know happened at bub's house there was a fire we don't know if anybody died in it but there was a fire i know that (laughs) <laughs> but a lot of like in our area there were there was a big fire that wiped out a lot of records like historical mm-hmm. records mm-hmm. but there has to be copies of that information somewhere it's just a matter of calling around to ask different places i don't know i would think that the bigger ones like as far as deeds and stuff like that would be in yeah they would be somewhere in this in the state um and then from there right the u.s government but 
I'm sure all the local copies would be gone, but right because that was before the whole internet. But it's got to be out there somewhere. Some places may have are actually uploaded all of their files onto yeah. the internet, so we might be able yeah. to still find it. Yeah. It doesn't look people. like there's any other questions. What does everybody want to end with? Uh, don't Stay forget safe. to like, subscribe, turn on notifications, and join you on. Join us on Discord. Yes. Yeah. Link is below. Link is below. Somewhere down there. Somewhere down there. See you later, savages.